You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I'm your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws that Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my he will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Who gonna check me, boo? Welcome to Morally Corrupt here on the Ringer Reality Feed. It is indeed a summer Friday because Rachel is out, Callie is out, but do not worry. You have me, Chelsea Stark Jones, and our friend, Zach Peter, to give you some Bravo news and TV recaps. Zach, how is it going? Hi, Chelsea. It's going well. Yeah, this week, you know, ever since Vanderpump has left the zeitgeist and is off and away, I feel like I... My Bravo world feels a little empty. I I still have not recovered. (laughs) I mean, we're still getting Vanderpump news. We have season 11. We have the spinoff. We have Rocky Rocky Bang Bang ready to sign on for season 11. She wants that pay raise. Yes, we do. We do have a lot to discuss. But geez, like as far as the shows go, like, yeah, we we are delivering there. Yeah. So that's been tough. But let's just go ahead and, and dive right in. You mentioned the spinoff. You mentioned Raquel. Um, let's let's talk that Vanderpump spinoff, because earlier this week it was announced that there's going to be a spinoff from Vanderpump Rules. Um, we're getting something with some of the OG cast. And just to make very clear, this is not like fully approved. This is this is just the groundwork. So. Right now, we're seeing that it's going to be a series that follows a group of tight-knit friends who are trading in their glamorous West Hollywood lives and swapping bottle service for baby bottles as they adapt to the next chapter of their fun-loving lifestyle in the Valley. So this is what was written up in uh, the deadline. But um, so far, we're hearing that Brittany and Jax are signed on, as well as Kristen and... They're working on other people coming on. I don't know if it's some of their friends that we don't know too well that have been like kind of on camera or not. I don't think this will be interesting 
unless Stassi Schroeder and Bo Clark are on. I agree. Um, because like, especially if it's like the concept is trading in bottle service for baby bottles. Well, then we need parent friends, right? And yes. Kristen Doty isn't really a parent friend. She's not in a relationship. She doesn't have a boyfriend. She's not pregnant. I, we don't know boyfriend. if she's trying. Oh, she does have a boyfriend. I thought yeah. they broke up. Uh, I, that's who she does her podcast with is her boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, she has a new boyfriend. Okay. Oh, yeah. She has a new boyfriend. She moved on pretty quickly. <laughs> okay. Good to know. I haven't followed much of Kristen Doty since um, since she left. But Shame on you. <laughs> but still, I feel like, is she in the trading bottle service? for? I mean, I guess she's like living a more quiet life. I don't know. I think we need Stassi in order for the show to work because we also need the underlying tension between Jax and Brittany with Stassi and Bo from the wedding stuff. Like, that's what's going to make it interesting. But my theory is because this whole spinoff is so preliminary and Stassi did talk about the Valley Rule spinoff that was originally in the works after season eight, I think that they could possibly be transitioning back to season eight where they're going to have a spinoff that comes after season 11. I agree. Everyone's still in negotiations. And I think Sheena and Lala could possibly jump on over to this spinoff as well. I 100% agree with you. So this spinoff is supposed to have an eight episode order. So it's going to be short. So I also kind of imagine this is something that might live on Peacock maybe. Um, But I I definitely think that it's going to be something that we saw with Vanderpump Rules Sheena leaving her conversation with Brandy and starting her shift at Sir. Like it's going to be Lala, yep. Sheena, uh, and maybe Katie and Ariana, like leaving a VPR event and coming over. I, I just, because I don't see where Katie and Ariana would fit on the show if some of the, her, their other friends leave. I, I kind of feel like the Toms belong in the restaurant world and doing that. And the girls belong they're a lot more mature than those guys are. So I don't know. I'm 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 confused. I, I, I we'll see how they all sort it out. But I just the cast lines who goes where is going to get I think tricky. Well, I mean, we can keep Charlie and keep the Toms and and Ariana and Katie with Lisa Vanderpump and make the show focused on the businesses. Tom Tom, something about her and Sir. And we keep it focused on the staff and the intermingling within the staff because they're all so close to each other in proximity that maybe Ariana and Katie's role isn't so much the center of the show and it becomes more of their, the Lisa Vanderpumps and kind of just have that little screen time that Lisa has throughout the past seasons. Yeah, we'll see. It's definitely, it's interesting. This this news wasn't as exciting. Like we've, Jax has been talking for months on end how they're going to return to television. So this news wasn't that exciting when it came out. I think it's now the speculation of how this is going to be executed is the most interesting part. But hearing a show is going to be announced with Brittany Jackson, Kristen is not going to light anyone's fire. <laughs> no, because Jack's Brittany and Kristen work best when they have someone to work off of, right? Yes, when there's yeah. a target, when Kristen's investigating somebody, when Jack's exposing somebody's lies. And I think the hard part with bringing in new people is we don't know them and we're not emotionally invested in them. Yeah. You know, whereas we know this, it's like when you have the OG housewives and then you bring in new housewives, it always becomes tricky because it's like we don't know the new girls. And so we have to like actually get to know them before we actually care about them. So the drama and the stakes are a little tougher. 
Yeah, and I will say, I hope they don't do what they did season nine with Vanderpump, which was introduce us to a bunch of new characters and limit the storylines of the existing characters that we really want to follow, um, especially coming off of the heels of season 10 with and Scandaval. Like, I don't want to see less screen time for anybody to for for the expense and to highlight new people that I don't I don't care about. So I, I'm hoping they don't do that with this whole transition into something new. Um, yeah. But we'll I don't see. think they will. I think this is the final season of Vanderpump Rules. Oh, we're calling it calling it quits going out with or at the least bang. this Vanderpump. I think film the aftermath and film everybody putting the pieces of their lives back together and moving on to the next chapter. And the next chapter could be the start with this show. So I think, yeah, I think it's time. Speaking of next chapters, um, so we have started, or they have, we, we're not a part of it, started filming season 11 of Vanderpump Rules, but Raquel seems to be leaving her quote-unquote mental facility that she's been in for the last two months, three months, and is wanting to start a new chapter back on the show, possibly. Uh, I woke up to this news this morning, and TMZ is saying sources with direct knowledge tell them that Bravo Production and Raquel's team began talking about a new contract just three days ago, and they do not know the specifics of what was discussed but it's standard operating procedure, according to them, in the entertainment biz to make a salary item number one. So I'm not, I don't know what salary item number one means, but. I think they mean that like the top priority that they're trying to negotiate is her salary for this season. Ah, I see. I see. Do you think she's going to be trying to make more money than yeah. an Ariana yeah, she's going to try to make the most money in all of this. But I don't think she realizes nor and her team. And this always happens with the team is it's like they think their client when their client's hot at the moment, they think their client's bigger than they actually are. And then they try to bite off more than they can chew. So I don't think they realize how indisposable or how disposable Raquel is. She's not a major part of the show. She was a major part of a scandal, but she's no more significant to the scandal than Miami Girl was at the original cheating scandal a few seasons ago. Like she was just the piece in the game that got us to, you know, the end post. But we're not emotionally invested in Raquel. We don't like Raquel. She doesn't give us very much when she cries about being a beauty pageant queen. It's not that interesting. The only thing I'm curious to watch Raquel do is one, I want to see her dynamic with Tom now, which I know he's off in, what is it, New Zealand right now filming special forces for Fox. So he hasn't even started filming Vanderpump Rules yet. Schwartz but or what Sandoval? I, Sandoval. He's filming something now? Remember that show that they did? I think it's called Special Forces for Fox, where they take these celebrities and put them in like this crazy boot camp. And we had like Jamie Lynn Spears. Oh, no, and that's Kenya Stars Moore. on Mars. No, no, no. That Stars on Mars is separate. Stars on Mars is airing right now. They're filming season two. Jamie Lee Spears wasn't on Stars on Mars. Oh, wait. Can so you, Tom is filming, Sandoval's filming something else. Yes, it's the special, I think it's called Special Forces. And it's where they put these celebrities in this like intense special ops boot camp style uh, okay. training to test their limits. And so Tom Sandoval is part of the new cast and they're currently filming that in New Zealand. And as soon as that wraps, he's going to come back and film Vanderpump Rules. So <laughs> him and Raquel have not filmed their scenes yet. So I want to see them come back together and see where the relationship stands. And I'm, I want to see Raquel and Sheena have a moment that we didn't get to see at the reunion because of the restraining order. We need to see them have a conversation about the restraining order. 
Yeah, yeah. I had no idea Sandoval was filming a show. I guess the tour didn't go well and did not fill his pockets because to go all the way to New Zealand to film that kind of TV show seems a little silly. But um, And it's an intense one. Like, they really push you on that show. Yeah. Um, good for him. Uh, I agree. I think the only reason why I would want to see Raquel back is to see her hash things out with Sheena. Um, I don't need to see her have another conversation with Ariana. I think Ariana said everything she needed to say to her. And I, I don't know if there's any other type of apology that Raquel could offer that's going to be adequate or to honestly change anything. And yes, I do want to know the status of Tom and Rachel's relationship. And I want to hear it from her because I don't trust anything that Tom will say about how things yeah. end. Because I, I do not think they're together. Um, and if aren't there rumors that she's like started to date somebody in the mental facility? Oh my god, where do you hear these rumors? I heard I saw like rumblings. I don't know if people DM'd me or I saw it like on Twitter or something. Maybe it was a Reddit thing, but there's like speculation that she has like developed something with one of the other patients at this facility. Oh my god, well, she needs to develop time on her own, she does not need to be in any type of relationship. I agree. Stick to the macaroni art, you know, and enjoy the mental facility, really work on yourself and then try to come out a new person. I think that was like a concern, like legally. It was weird. The TMZ article was strange because they were like they're the concern that Bravo has is that like if she comes out too soon and she like relapses, that like that's an issue, a legal issue for them because she wasn't ready to work. But I'm like, but what is she? relapsing from exactly like we don't know what she's necessarily seeking treatment for yeah yeah so that that's that is an interesting point and i it it didn't really make clear um in the tmz article yeah we don't know what she's seeking treatment for like is this celebrity seeking treatment for sex rehab because they cheated on their spouse habitually like we don't really understand what it is. Like I understand Kim Richards on Beverly Hills being a liability because she had an addiction to substance. She was abusing substances. And like that was an issue because she was drinking and getting high on camera. And then mm-hmm. it was becoming, you know, she Maybe was it's becoming more a liability. That she could have a mental break again or something. I don't, I don't know, but it, Yes, I am curious to see where their relationship stands and I want to hear it from her mouth um, and not Tom's mouth. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how this ends up. I don't think we need her for a full season, but I, th- there are, as we said, a couple of things that we would like to get from her. And if she doesn't come back, I'm honestly also not affected by it because she doesn't bring a lot. Um, yeah. Moving on to some crazy, sad divorce news um this croy zolciak divorce with or croy kim zolciak divorce with croy bierman is getting really nasty just dirty we're getting allegations of (laughs) excessive marijuana use we're getting allegations of gambling but just uh a couple weeks ago a leaked a uh, 911 call came out that was obtained by TMZ, of course, um, of Kim Zolciak calling the police. I don't know necessarily to defuse a situation or what about her husband, Croy, or ex-husband, estranged ex-husband, claiming that her their son was being kidnapped by 
a, a, a one of his friend's mothers, basically. And it just seems like it's a really petty domestic thing that did not need to bring the police into it. But KJ, their son, the 12 year old son was playing with his friend. The mother of this of his friend brought the kid home. Croy doesn't seem to like this mother and got angry and threatened to say that this mother was kidnapping their 12 year old son. Kim then had to get involved and it's just not, it's just not cool. She says in the call, Croy has harassed not only the mother, but my son is shaking and hysterically crying. She says in the phone call. So what do you make of everything going on in this divorce? It's kind of crazy to see like how quickly and this is turning dirty. Yeah, it's just, it's so unnecessary. Um, one to throw out the accusation of kidnapping. Like he obviously had no real grounds, but then for Kim to call 911 and be like, I don't even know what I'm calling for, but I just needed to like, you know, diffuse the situation. It's like, but like what? Like, it's just the whole thing is, is strange because it's just, it, it affects the kids. I think the most important thing is like her, their son, not her son, their son was yeah. crying and affected by all of this. And their friends are now being affected by all of this. Yeah. And it's not healthy for the kids. And I think they're so caught up in their own blind rage for each other and trying to be right and trying to prove the other person wrong or whatever the case is, that it's just it's unnecessarily getting to a place that it doesn't need to get to. Yeah. And it and, and it it does blow me away. Like, I didn't watch... Uh, don't be tardy. But I did see Croy and Kim on Atlanta. Their marriage and relationship seems stable. It also seems stable, as I know, from don't be tardy. Like, I know every marriage and stuff has an issue or whatever. But I'm just surprised that this divorce isn't amicable. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be because Kim is a little wacky. Crazy. But... But I just I don't know, like I, I'm a little bit taken aback by how nasty this has gotten. And like, it seems like it's only going to get worse from here. Um, And, you know, selfishly, I want to see this play out on my TV screen next week for Atlanta or next season in Atlanta, because this season, these last couple of seasons have been garbage. And I think bringing back someone like Kim, who actually has real life drama going on and a real life relationship with some of the women on the show and a history with some of the women on the show. I would like to see that. I also would like to see Portia back. This, this Atlanta needs a whole revival, a revamping, a renewal, a pause. It needs something because it's not given. And I think Kim could be a part of, of, of bringing something good back to Atlanta. Yeah, because we're going to see her relationships with the current veterans on the show. We're going to see her personal life. Like, she's going to have a rich personal storyline. Mm -hmm. We're going to get details on the Croy situation. Like, it's going... And we're also going to get, like, some of the women... Like, you know Kenya's going to be, like, questioning some of the details. And she's going to be like... You know, like, she's going to poke and prod. And we're going to see Kim really have to work for a paycheck. And Kim's going to work for it because she needs the money now. She just needs I it. Was she's selling so those dis- wigs. She, she needs know. the money. <laughs> I was so disappointed in Sheree coming back because I thought that was going to be good. But she hasn't really brought anything to the show these past two seasons that I was a little underwhelmed. And I feel like Marlo's kind of just like a floundering fish trying her best to make the show, like push the show forward. But like, nobody really wants to play ball. 
Um, the so thing I with Marlo is that she, she's definitely trying, but she's trying with the wrong things. Like, yeah, this argument about the shooting and stuff like it just th- that is like a little bit too. It's just too dark. Um, So like that's tough. I don't know what Sheree Sheree needs. Sheree can't. Sheree's not a. She's not she's not a Bethany. She's not someone that can come in and, and change the trajectory of a show. And I think that's what people were banking on with that was her return being something a little bit more monumental. She's not Tamara. Yeah. She's not a Tamara. Yeah. Tamara knows how to be a messy, sloppy housewife. Sheree. She's not even a Heather. She's not even a Heather. Sheree needs someone like a Tamara or a Heather to elevate her. And she doesn't have that right now. She doesn't have a sparring partner. Um, and so I think, you know, as much as I like looking at Sheree, I think she has a great body. I like to laugh at her business sense. Um, she She's not bringing it. But I, I am curious to see if Kim and Croy come back or not Croy, but Kim and and see what goes on there. However, I did see that that her her daughters. So his adopted daughters, because he adopted um, Brielle and um, Ariana uh, wished him a happy ber- or happy Father's Day. So that seems to be nice, which, you know, being a stepdaughter myself, like that must be hard for them to be in the situation that they're in. But maybe they're OK. So I don't know. I mean, it's so crazy because like he did adopt them. He's been in their lives for so long. He's probably the only real father figure that they know. Mm-hmm. And they have his last name that it's like, you know, I can understand how it may be tough for them to detach from the messiness of the drama. Like at the end of the day, it's still their dad. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Um, well, that was the news of the week. Uh, quite a few things to talk about, but let's get into some of the shows that we have been watching on Bravo. Um, Callie and Rachel are obviously not here this week. However, I have been watching Summer House Martha's Vineyard I actually really enjoyed the season. And if you haven't watched, I will say watching it binge wise is what which what I did is I just binged it, I think made it a lot more enjoyable for me than watching it week to week. Um, I will say also the first season of Summer House Hamptons was not very entertaining to me. And so I just I think everyone should give this first season a try because I did think that it was a really good season. I do think this show has a lot of great potential and a lot of interesting characters. Um, Overall, my thoughts on the finale is Jasmine and Silas, they got married far too soon. They dated. It was a COVID relationship and they just do not belong together. He is far too not misogynistic, but just leans far too into these like typical gender stereotypes to be arguing with your wife while on vacation about how she messed up ironing your pants, how she wasn't back in time to steam your suit. Like these are things that we should not be fighting about while we're on 
a trip on vacation. We shouldn't be fighting about it at all. Like you could steam your own dad, your suit, like do it yourself. Like I, I just can't. I'm, I don't like Silas. Bria, I think girlfriend is a star. She is delusional. She makes absolutely no sense ever. And her fight with Simon at the end was stupid. Um, and I did appreciate her and Summer coming together at the end and apologizing to one another for how they interacted within the fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, those were the two biggest things that happened in the in the season or in the finale. Um, a lot of the cast, I think you could bring back. I do think we need more parties. Um, I don't know how difficult it is to get to Martha's Vineyard, but we need more people in the house for the parties because the finale party was kind of fun. They had a lot more friends and family and stuff like that there. But I'm looking forward to seeing a season two of Martha's Vineyard Summer House. Um, Nick could maybe go. Alex, he could maybe go. Um, I like Jordan, but she she kind of was wishy-washy too. So there could be some casting changes, but definitely bring back Bria, bring back Shanice, bring back Silas, bring back Jasmine, bring back Preston. We love Preston here at Morley Corrupt. So yes, but that was Martha's Vineyard. Let's get into Orange County. Zach, I gotta say, I am enjoying Orange County this season. I mean, I feel like Orange County is carrying Bravo at the moment uh, without Vanderpump. It's not at Vanderpump level, no. but it's actually good. And I think it's good because we have these old friendships that are genuine and real. And there's history between all of the women. And I think that's when the shows are the strongest is when there's that history and we have an emotional investment in them and in their relationships with each other. Yes, I agree. It, it's We're getting some like, fun quality flashbacks that, you know, sometimes when they do flashbacks, it feels like filler, but like to get like callbacks to certain moments, uh, was it last, last week when they're at cut fitness and they show when, when Tamara kicked Alexis Bellino out, like that was a funny, like quality memory that I really liked looking back on. And yes, it's been, and you know, I know Tamara's here to intentionally start drama. Like, I just know she's making things up. She's exaggerating. She's being, uh, an ultimate producer housewife. I know it, but there's something about it. There's a way that she goes about it that makes it so much more tolerable than some of the other women that do it and makes it feel a little bit more like sneaky. It's not so in your face about it. Um, yeah. So I've really enjoyed it. And even some of the girls that I don't care for, Gina and Emily particularly, um, have really... More so Emily. I, I've i liked Emily this season. Gina still kind of gives me the ick. Um, I can't stand how she dresses. That denim dress that she's wearing in her confessional with the choker kills me. Every time, like the choker and the necklace, like it's so not, it's not it. I don't know it's who styles like, her. It's a little cringe, but I like kind of like it because it's also like, I don't know. It's her like trying to have a fashion moment and like it's not, hitting but like she's still trying that I like I love that like she tries so hard to be a housewife even though she's never going to be a housewife like she just tries to have like she's had a glow up for sure the extensions have finally gotten a little better but you know it's just I don't know I have come to appreciate Gina I don't like I don't particularly care for I'm sure she's lovely in person Um, I've always kind of liked Emily I feel like the two of them are like two fish out of water that like don't really fit in with the other housewives Mm -hmm. but I mean they're they're earning their paychecks we're getting used to them Emily has grown on me a lot more 
I will say like every season I like Emily more and more. Gina has been the same. And I don't know. She just needs to take a tip from Coco Chanel is like take one accessory off before you leave the door. Like it, it just take that choker off and you would have you would have been OK, girl. Um, but let's let's get into this specific episode. They're going to a dude ranch because it's Tamara's birthday and she wants to go to Montana and and get all cowgirled up with with the ladies of Orange County. Um so not much happened pre dude ranch. Um, Emily wants her daughter to model. Uh, Heather's kids finally left for college and she's kind of having this identity crisis. Um, but yeah, so Gina, they're shopping for the trip and Gina, Shannon and Emily are together shopping and they're discussing Jen's affair. And what do you think of Gina really taking this hard issue with it and feeling like Jen is trying to justify this affair. Um, Gina says this really triggers her because she knows how much cheating affected her family. And they're still dealing with the aftermath of that with her ex-husband and his legal stuff because of his rage and whatnot. But how do you feel about how Gina is really taking on Jen's life and issues onto herself. She's being a real empath here. I mean, if you want to call it that, I just <laughs> kind of feel like, like, what is her, di- like, I, I feel like she's just trying to push something to push something and yeah. it's not necessary. Um, Especially because Jen's like not giving us the infidelity thing. She's like, I didn't cheat with him. There was like some emotional affair going on, but like we never were physically intimate with each other, no matter how hard Tamara tried to push it last week. So I feel like Gina's just taking it too. I mean, unless, but like, I feel like women that have been like really scorned by infidelity, like Brandy Glanville or Ramona Singer, like I don't even think they would be this affected by it as much as Gina's trying to make it a thing. I don't know. Like Brandy Glanville sure does seem affected when she tweets <laughs> about Vanderpump Rules cheating scandal. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe it's just it. the personality of a housewife to make everything about them. Like, Gina, this has nothing to do with you, but here you Literally are nothing. making it about you. Um, so I, I do agree. It feels like much to do about nothing. But I guess it's just a housewife personality trait. Like, oh, that happened in your life. Well, that happened in my life, too. And it was this bad. And I'm going to be upset with you for it because X, Y and Z. Like, it just seems a little bit played up. For the cameras. And like, if you're so bothered by it, like then stop talking about how bothered by you are and just like address it with Jen head on. Yeah. You know, say it. but she keeps being like, I can't talk about it. I can't be around her. I can't condone to me. It's not cool to like excuse infidelity. It's not okay. And say that in the and moment, like, because actually yeah. like when they were at the cut fitness party, instead of running off and saying that to your boyfriend and Shane, say that in the moment. Like, it sounds like you are making an excuse for infidelity. It sounds like you're justifying your actions and not taking responsibility for it. Say that yeah. to her. Don't run off yeah. and say it behind her back because um, we know you're good at confrontation. <laughs> yeah, we need Brandy to come into the OC and and, and have a <laughs> conference, even if it's just for a dinner where, they, where Tamara invites Brandy to come meet Jen and like, we have a full head-on moment. And then Gina gets to jump on Brandy's train and be like, yeah, what she said. Well, and you also said that you do believe. So do you you truly believe what Jen says when she says there was no physical relationship 
with no, Ryan. that's okay. total bullshit. That's total. Like you were, they were totally hooking up in the sunlight and sauna. Yes. Okay. So, but she, I believe Tamara. She does stand very firm that they did not. But we also learned. I thought this was interesting. We also learned that well. So Jen, well, um, well, the other girls were shopping together. Jen, Tamara, and Heather were shopping for the trip as well. And in this, we learn that Ryan himself is like a serial cheater and that he has not been loyal in any relationship that he's been in. And so here I am thinking you blew up your entire life to be with a man that is going to cheat on you. Red flag. And also makes me think that they were banging even more. So yeah. if Ryan's a serial cheater and all he does is cheat, then yeah, I think you're a cheater too. And I think you were sleeping with him and it wasn't just an emotional affair of me texting him while I'm in the other room being like, how was your day? No. No. Y'all were banging. And 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 we also learned that he did sleep with someone while they have known each other when they were on a quote on a unquote, break. break. Yes, I love how we both did the air on pause. Yeah, they were on a break, and we learned that Ryan did sleep with someone who was a mutual friend of Tamara's, like someone that they know. Like, if you're gonna like do it with someone that I don't know, while we're on our quote unquote break, exactly. It's so I just. I don't know. So this relationship is not going to last. Like it's not, not like I last. know they're like so infatuated with each other in this moment, but it is going to crash and burn and she's going to look like an idiot next season. And then we're going to see her whole life implode when he finally does cheat on her and everything gets turned upside down. And she's going to want the other women her husband like, back. She's going to want her husband back and she's going to want. No, I don't think she likes family. her husband. I don't know. I don't think I, she likes I th- him. I think this is some type of midlife type crisis or something. I find this to be so so fascinating. Like I said, this is a whole new layer of the story that you would blow up your life. Like, I mean, it's Raquel. You would blow up your life for someone that that is a notorious cheater, liar and manipulator. Like, why would you do that? This is definitely a midlife crisis moment. I can't wait to go through a midlife crisis just to see how it all <laughs> how, what you do, how you were, how, how you were in your life, up my life. <laughs> But it's funny, but it's true. She probably felt like her life had just reached this like mundane level and mm-hmm. she was just kind of like tired of what it was and she needed a shift. And but like, this is not the shift that's going to really work out in the end. Like she's going to end up really regretting this completely. Um, And she does say I felt like she backtracked here with her saying like, oh, this is just for fun. We're taking like this is a good time, like because it doesn't seem like it's just for fun. It's when been two with, years. Yeah, that's not a just for fun thing. And I, I also say I, I find them to be extremely cringy when they're when he's doing his sex jokes and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I'm not into it. It grosses me out. I think because we can see through him and we know because he's a hot guy, but like he's not hot because he's just like we know there are so many red flags and it's just like. You know what it is? I know know that Orange County guy. Like, I've been to those Orange County bars. I've seen that guy. I know what he's about. And I just, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. No. Um, No. So we also, like I mentioned earlier, Heather's kids do. The twins go off to college. And, you know, she feels really empty. And I I thought this was actually a nice, genuine scene from Heather. Like, we do get a lot of nose in the air, Heather. And this was a nice, grounded Heather scene with Terry. Um, 
saying, you know, how she feels like her life was put on or her career was put on hold for 20 years. And she wonders if it's too late for her to now go back to acting. Um, And she says, and I thought this was interesting and like indicative of what I'm sure empty nesters. I mean, she still has two other kids to get out of the house, but she says she doesn't want to live the same life without them, meaning she doesn't want to stay in this big Orange County mansion and do the same things that they would have done if their kids were here. And she wants to move to L.A., which I believe they did do. Uh, Heather and Terry, I think they have like a big condo here in, in Beverly Hills or something. Um, but they want She wants to move to L.A. And I, I felt I felt like overall the scene kind of laid the groundwork for her. I don't know if insecurity is the right word, but just her feeling very defensive when it came to that fight with her and Taylor that ended the episode. Like what she's feeling as a mother right now, I think really like fired up her her frustration with Taylor. I really wonder how this season is going to play out, because if you think about it, the earlier seasons when it comes to, I mean, you're a producer, you know how this stuff works. It You drop, the, the, you start to lay out the groundwork early. Mm-hmm. And we're getting a lot of these scenes with Heather going through an identity crisis, you know, wanting to start over, ready to, you know, jump into this next chapter of her life. And then we've heard all the rumors that the cast eventually turns on Heather by the end of it. And she kind of ends up on a bit of an island and her marriage to Terry gets pulled into question. But it feels like the scenes that we're getting with Heather are like making us more team Heather, Mm -hmm. you know, because we're seeing this more human side of her. We're seeing her cry about her family. We're seeing her, you know, want to consider go back to acting. So I feel like I wonder if she's getting more of like a bit of a hero edit so that when all the drama starts to come, maybe Maybe Tamara is the one that ends up looking more like the villain in the end of it. Um, I mean, we'll have to see how it all plays out. But I just feel like it's interesting that we're getting these like humanizing scenes of Heather. And I think it's intentional to make the audience maybe more team Heather as the season comes along. Well, I think it's the hero edit. But there's also the other way to look at it is when someone gets the hero edit and then they kind of flip. And so then you're more... It's just like human nature. You're more innate to want to like cheer for their downfall. Like, I loved you so much. Why did you do this? And you betrayed me. And so then you like, so I don't know. I'm curious to see how it plays out too. The Erica Jane effect. Yes. Where it's like, we loved you so much. And then you did this. Now we hate you and we can't stand you anymore. Um, <laughs> but there's also a thing about Heather though, is no matter how much you've, you like, I'm team Heather and we'll get to this argument, but She's still an asshole. (laughs) She is. You know, she she still has these asshole tendencies. She treats people in a very demeaning way, the way she talks to the women. So she still has that about her. And so no matter how much you may agree with her within an argument, like you're still like, I cannot stand that woman, nor do I want to ever be friends with her. Maybe just to go and hang out at her house, but not anything deeper than that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. And then we we get to a lunch between Taylor and Tamara. And am I mispronounced? What is the name of this movie? Is it Astro Space? Astro Peace? Astro Peace? Do you did you know what it was called? Uh, Astro Glide. Oh well. <laughs> that went over my head. <laughs> Astro Glide. Um we get Taylor's perspective of the Astro Glide stuff going on at this lunch with her and Tamara. 
Um, she says that she just suggested, you know, we see that she suggested this role to her on the boat, everything and whatnot. And Heather, she felt was very like rude to her. And when she printed her the script and, and all of that stuff and that she was really excited to go over lines with her and she wanted to really rehearse with her and, and you know, Heather wasn't feeling it. And she said that she was offended that, you know, Heather wasn't taking it seriously. And eventually we get to this point where, you know, Taylor seems to be advocating to have Heather be a part of this movie because this actress fell out. And the director asked for Heather to put herself on tape. So to basically audition for this role. And Taylor thought, well, her IMDb is a lot more, you know, credible than mine. Why don't we just give it to her? And so then they look up Taylor's IMDb at the lunch table. Did you find this to be shady? Yes. And it it felt like two housewives that like know what they're doing and they know what they're doing. And they're like, Heather makes herself out to be a big actress and she makes it seem like she's better than Taylor. So let's like show that she really isn't that great. Like she doesn't really have many credits. And like, it's true. If you look up Heather's IMDb, like it's not all that impressive. Like she didn't do very much. I think she would have become a much bigger actress had she stayed in the game a lot longer, but ultimately her family took precedent and I don't have any issue with that. Um, But I did feel like it was a little shady to be like, let's see what she's done. Oh, she did one episode of this show and one episode of this show and a pilot here. Yeah. So like, I think my understanding of what uh, Heather's career is is what you would call a quote unquote character actor is someone that plays someone that's been booked in a lot of small roles and and kind of has made their career playing a bunch of small roles which a lot of people make careers off of that and as we've seen and heard like from busy Phillips yeah so we've seen and heard from you know Heather she put her life on hold to raise her children so who knows where her career could have gone um after if she if she didn't if she did pursue uh, acting more and not. Did you know her housewife? name was Heather Kent? No. Heather Page Kent. Yeah. Kent is her maiden name? I guess. That was her. That was the name she was going by when she was acting back in like the late 90s. That's cute. Heather Page Kent. That's cute. I also heard she and was in a Dubrow. love triangle with Jeannie Buss, the current owner of the Lakers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She like stole Jeannie Buss's boyfriend or something like that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Heather Page Kent. Yeah. <laughs> she 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 was it in her day. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. So I definitely think she was someone in the industry. But anyways, I it was a little shady, especially because they started to mock her resume and like laugh at some yeah. of the roles that she was getting. Um and poor Taylor doesn't know not to trust Tamara because th- this conversation is gonna come back to bite her in the ass (laughs) as it really does i mean and that's one thing about tamra she is loyal to no one but the show loyal to the show she is loyal to the show she is loyal to us viewers that is who tamra is loyal to because she turns this around on taylor so quickly um but here we are we get to montana emily cannot make the trip because she has covid Gina, Taylor, and Jen um, claim the bunk house, so the separate house, um, the little mini house. And then Shannon, Tamara, and Heather uh, stay in the bigger villa suite. Shannon is 
super uh, thrilled about their kitchen. <laughs> I'm just like, is she going to be cooking in there? <laughs> like, why is she so excited about the kitchen? I know. <laughs> but um, they go over to dinner. They do this whole writing a bull thing, which I kind of fast forwarded through because I don't care. Um, and then they have dinner. And I thought this was interesting. I had no idea that Taylor is bisexual. Did you know that she dated a woman for five years prior prior to Russell? No, I had no idea. I mean, she's never really talked about, or if she has, it's been like very subtly and very like in passing. I don't ever remember her discussing this at all. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And I mean, how how many seasons did we have her on, Beverly? Was it only two or three? I think she was full time for the first three, and then a friend. Yeah, of. by season four, yeah, she wasn't really on because then we brought in Carlton and Joyce in season four. I wonder if she stayed on longer if we would have seen more of that because obviously we after like her first season, we had to deal with a lot of the aftermath of the Russell suicide and and stuff like that. So like that was something that heavily took over her storyline. But if maybe we would have seen more of her, you know, sexuality if she stayed on. But I thought that was super interesting and like good for her to share it and feel comfortable sharing it. Um, And after dinner, you know, Shannon gets up at from the dinner table saying she needs a call and check in on her 18 year old twins because no one's watching them. (laughs) And she needs to make sure they're okay. And everyone's a little bit confused about that. But Shannon actually is just finding an excuse to change into her saloon waitress outfit. So when the ladies get up from the dinner table, they head to the saloon. Shannon is there to greet them and her little get up, which I thought was, you know, cute, fun Shannon. I appreciated her putting in some some effort on Tamara's birthday trip to to spice it up. I loved how she she had the shots on a train. She said, "Okay, can you guys come to me because I can't walk with the train. Which is just like everything you would expect from Shannon in the saloon with shots and her little getup. Yes, it was it was hilarious. Um, it was pure comedy. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what they do with their live show with Vicky. Oh yeah, is that what that is? I saw them in costumes and I was like, oh, that's cute. Like, what are they doing? It, it's a Trace Amigas live show oh, well, that they did, and now apparently they're trying to like sell it to like do more of them well, all around. Good for them. I don't know if I would go, but good for them. It'd be yeah. it'd be like Lucy and Ethel live on stage or something like that, but with three of them. Yeah. Too. Um, Maybe Teresa and Jacqueline can do that. <laughs> I don't know if that, they could carry a show. Um, but then we have Taylor and Heather coming together and talking. So Taylor confronts Heather and says that she feels that Heather was really looking down on her about this project and that she feels, you know, that you think you're bigger than this and it's kind of insulting to me. And I thought I was doing you a favor or I was being nice by extending this role to you. And Heather says, you're like really looking into this. Like this is a you issue. This is not a me issue. Like, I don't think that I'm bigger than this. I'm okay. Like, I just think the way that you go about this is a little bit weird. Typically a producer or director comes to me and will ask me, about this and it's not through the the actor or the friend of the actor which to heather's credit and point i i do think that that's fair you should have heard she should have heard from someone in production um heather says that you know shall taylor give her the script she will read it and she will consider the role and taylor seemed happy with that i guess um 
But then, which I thought was fair, and it is fair. It is very fair. Um, I thought it was fair too. However, and and they leave things on what seems to be good terms for the moment. But then Heather learns or overhears that uh, the director wanted her to send in a casting tape. And then this is when Heather gets insulted because her IMDb resume should have been enough for the director to know that she could handle such role. And Shannon says in her confessional that she understands both sides, that Taylor doesn't know how these things work. But Heather didn't have to reply in such a condescending tone, which she said we're all used to, though. Like, Taylor's not used to Heather's condescending tone. We are. We get it. And while she is kind of spiraling about having to show or to create a casting tape, uh, Tamara then throws... uh, Taylor under the bus and says, well, we looked up your IMDb at lunch. And this also sends Heather into another spiral and says how rude that was. And what did you think about Taylor using the word pedigree? Did you find that to be, or was, was Heather making a mountain out of a molehill with that one? I mean, like with the whole situation, I can see both sides. When it comes to pedigree, I know Taylor didn't mean it in a condescending way. I just think that that's a term that she uses. But I can understand the association with like pedigree and dog. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think I mean, I get because it's also like, you know, that's like I get it. That's your breed. You know what I mean? That it's like it's weird because the term is often associated with dogs that like you're you can take it the wrong way. But even though that's not how it's meant to be. So I can see Shannon being like, well, she meant it as a compliment. And Heather's like, well, that's not a compliment because I'm not a dog, but I am a bitch. Yeah. And so with that, Tamara also says that Taylor, you know, said that her IMDb didn't look very impressive either. And Heather goes on this full like rant, this very well put together very condescending, very matter of fact. Like if I was on the receiving end of that, I would have been scared. She doesn't really raise her voice. She does. She's just stern. She's very like, like you got in trouble. And Mm -hmm. she says this feels very anti-female. It's not nice. It's rude. And, And the way she says, fuck you was so like, oh, like it wasn't like an angry, it was a fu- like a really like direct fuck you. Intentional. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, and it ends on that. What did you, how did you, who's, who's, I think we both are on the same side, but explain why you're on team whomever. I don't know if I'm necessarily on a team. Like I think I would be on Heather's team had it not been for like Taylor's naivete, right? Okay. Like Taylor is literally so foreign to this world that like she doesn't under. I think she thought she was doing everybody a solid. She's like, we'll get Heather in the sh- in the movie, which would be great because you know Heather is a big Real Housewives of Orange County. Like she's a star. Like this will be great, and she's an actress. It'll be great for her storyline on the show. It'll give Heather an opportunity to get into acting again. It'll be a fun opportunity for us to get to know each other better. So I think Taylor really had good intentions, Mm -hmm. um, but she did offer a role that wasn't her role to offer. But I just don't think she was aware of that because she doesn't know how this world works. I did think it was shady and I didn't like that they pulled up Heather's IMDb page and were kind of like cutting it down, you know, and trying to like 
show that Heather isn't really that big of an actress because I don't think she's ever claimed to have been a big actress. She just claims to have been a working actress Mm -hmm. who then gave up her acting career for her family. But Heather, I think, would be a lot more likable if she weren't so damn condescending. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I I think I'm I'm in the Heather camp at this current moment, and I do see how. And we saw at the beginning of the episode how I said how she feels a little bit insecure and like she's struggling with this identity of hers now that her kids are out of the house and how this is something that she is actually passionate about. And you know, I'm sure probably at times was like, man, I wish I could go back earlier. Now that I'm older, like what rules are there going to be for me and stuff like that. So to have them talking about like, oh, well, your resume is not even that nice. Well, like, yeah, because I had to be put it on pause for 20 years because I was raising my kids like it, it's yeah. not going to be that nice. And so I, I get where she feels protective over it and maybe a little insecure about it and frustrated and um, however, to your point, I do feel like Taylor really did lead with the best intentions here. It's just she's very gullible and she doesn't understand this industry. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see how they if they resolve it, because I just I don't see Taylor as being a mean spirited person either. So it's just a little weird. I agree. I think Taylor meant well and she just was caught in way over her head. Um I mean, Heather was never going to do the movie. Like, I mean, dude, she's not going to do the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did love the throwback, though, to what was that other one? Malibu County. Oh, yeah. Where was everyone the- was asked to be on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, a great throwback, a great quality throwback. It makes me want to rewatch Orange County. It does. Yeah. Great seasons. And, and I am. I'm really looking forward to this season. I, I, you know, we're only four episodes in, so you don't want to get too hyped. But I will say, I, f- I do feel like these four episodes have been pretty entertaining for the most part throughout. Um, yes. At least better than the last few seasons that we've seen of the show. But Zach, this was fun. Thanks for joining me uh, on this summer Friday. The girls are out, but we are here to give you all the Bravo things that you need. And yes. we will be back next week to talk Orange County, possibly talk Atlanta if anything good comes of it. And you guys, the reboot of Real Housewives of New York is coming soon. So you know that we got you covered there. But everyone, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 